0: the father thank you for gathering us here tonight Lord let us hear your word let us be moved by your spirit let us be forever changed in Jesus name amen all right it's my Bible I have what it says I have I am what it says I am and I can do what it says I can do, I can do, I can do. praise God hallelujah all right. What if I told you I had a, a little Buddha doll in my pocket right here and I wanted to give it to you, to take it home with you? Or you said no. Why? Why, can, why won't you take the Buddha doll with you? Anybody? It's an idol, right? So What? So I bring the idol and I put it on your shelf. What's the big deal? You're not worshiping it. What's the big deal? What's the problem? Tracks demons. demons. See that? Tracks demons. Then what happens? All kinds of things can happen, right? Opens the door to the enemy. That's right. Now the enemy's got a door. Got a place in your house. Can he affect your relationships? Can he affect your attitude? Can he affect your health? Can he affect your relationship with God? Can he affect your prayer life? All because you let the devil in, right? So you wouldn't take that Buddha Dao, would you? What if I told you your thoughts do the same thing? Ever think about that? Same as taken in a Buddha doll. Not all thoughts. A negative thought coming from the devil and acted upon can do the same thing. Remember Adam and Eve? There they are in the garden. Perfect fellowship with God. they got everything going on. Their house is clean. No problems. The devil comes along. Puts a thought in their head. Did God really say not to eat from that tree of good and evil? Yeah, that's what he said. And a matter of fact, yeah. He said, you know, we can eat of every tree, but don't eat of that one. Yeah, but, you know, he knows. He's holding out on you. You know, that if you eat from that tree, you're going to know good from evil, and you're going to be like God. And you'll know, you'll know good from evil just like him. In fact, let's read this story. Here it is. Remember Adam and Eve. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. This is uh, Genesis, I think it was 5, 3. or 3, 3, excuse me. Um And God has said, "You shall not eat of the tree, eat of every tree of the garden." And the woman said unto the serpent, "We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it. Now, that's the word of God. Neither shall ye touch it lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die' The serpent said unto the woman, She got it. For God does know that in the days you eat thereof, now this is the devil talking, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. God's holding out on you. God's, uh, you know, He's not all what He says He is. You can gain by eating from that tree. And women woman thought about it. She went and talked to her husband about it. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof. She acted on the thought. She acted on the word. And did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. He acted on it. Now you know what happened, right? Devil got in, took over the earth, wreaked havoc on the human race ever since. It wrecked their relationship with God. It gave them sickness, introduced death. They didn't even know what death was. They wrecked relationships with each other. You know, you know the story of Cain and Abel. The rest of the human race, you know that goes. Affected their prayer life, they ran. You know, every day we have thoughts from the devil just like that. And he's looking to get in just like that. And most people think all their thoughts are just them. You know, in other words, that's, that's my thought. That was bad. You know, that was a good thought. No, that's, you know, everyone we think, oh, that's all about, our thoughts. But they're not. They come from three sources, ourselves, God, or the devil. And it's our job to figure it out. The Bible says in Hebrews 5.14, But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. The Bible says we have to discern both good and evil, and it gets easier by reason of use. So how can you tell the thoughts come from the devil? They either accuse God, they accuse us to ourselves, or they accuse others to us. Example, Adam and Eve, what we just read. See how they, he accused God. He said, you know, God's holding out on you. When you get a thought that's accusing God of something, you say, God didn't come through. See, God, you can't trust God. He didn't come through. See, God didn't heal that person. God's not a healer. You can't trust what God says. God's rejected you. God's, you know, here he comes with the other thing, uh, Thoughts like uh, accuse others to us. You see the way he said that? You see what he did to you? You're going to let him get away with that? See? He's accusing the other person to you. Now, the thought doesn't necessarily have to come through your mind, it can come through another person's mind. I'll give you an example. My friend Manny, we were in high school. We went to a party, you know. A guy, I didn't think much of. I, he, you know, he was kind of a geek. I didn't, you know. I was an athlete. I was, you know, strong and all the other stuff. And I didn't, uh, I didn't care what the said. It didn't bother me. But uh, Manny, Manny said to me, he "Goes Frank, you gonna let that guy get away with what he said?" He said that in front of them girls too, you know. I said, "Yeah, you know, you're right." <laughs> That's 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 a thought from the devil. That's a thought of pride. That's a thought of revenge. Are you gonna let him put you down like that? So I went back into the party. And I said, "Look, bud, you know, you you wanted to say something to me. You want to say it again?" Well, long story short, you know, I, I beat him pretty good. And in fact, the next day, I uh, I brought him to. This is bad, but I <laughs> I brought him to the girl's house who he made a comment in front of. I knocked on the door. Had the girl come out, and I said, "Now you, I want you to say in front of that girl that you're a I didn't. I, these are worse words, but I said, "Say that you're a wimp." And she was like, "What's going on?" But I wanted to embarrass him. And then I got him back in my car and I, in my Jeep, actually, and I drove him back. And I said, "Now you can go." I mean, it's pretty bad, but uh, <laughs> that's a sample of of a of a guy of 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 a the devil. Saying through my buddy Manny now. Now, this is the reason why you don't hang around with good uh, bad friends. Yeah. Because they let the devil go through them all the time. So then you're getting bad thoughts by the devil through them into you. And then you accept them because you figure, well, that's just so-and-so. That's just, no, it's the devil in that person saying that. And then you act on it. And now the devil has access to your life. Or he accuses us to ourselves. You're no good. You'll never amount to anything. God can never forgive you for that. And again, it can come through others like your parents. Parents say you're no good. The devil is talking through your parents, getting into you, and then you accept it. You repeat it. And now the devil has access into your life to wreck you. Get you emotional. Get you wrecked. Affect all your relationships. Affect your relationship with God. Prevent your healing. In Matthew 6:31, Jesus said, said Therefore, take no thought by saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? She says, take no thought by saying. See, you take the thought by saying it. You can have these thoughts. You're going to have these thoughts all day long. The devil's going to come with all kinds of thoughts to try to get in. But don't act on it. Don't say it. And don't act on it. Take no thought by saying. Now think about this, what, the, what he's saying here. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewith shall we be clothed? What spirit is trying to get in there? Just think about that. I've been, I've been doing this for two, three weeks now, thinking about what I'm thinking, and I'm getting pretty proficient at it. And just reading that scripture, you can see it's a spirit of fear. Well, I, got, I got to eat. Well, how am I going to be clothed? How am I going to drink? How, where am I going to get my stuff? You don't trust God. You got a spirit of fear, and that spirit of fear is now in you, and you're saying it. And now that spirit of fear has the right to put stuff on you. And different spirits put different things on you. You read the Bible, and you, you can you know what different things. Spirit of fear brings on uh, all kinds of allergies, Asthmas, stuff like that. All kinds of different kinds of... uh, those kind of things. Those are just some of the things. It's a spirit of fear. Now, in Matthew 16, Jesus identified thoughts coming from the God and the devil. We can go there. 16, verse 13. It says, When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I am, the son of man, M? Who do you guys, who do people say that I am? Well, he says, says, some say that you're John the Baptist. Some said you're Elias. Others, Jeremias, or one of the prophets. But he said unto them, Whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. See that thought that just came through you, Peter? That was from God my Father. That's where that thought came from. You know, now Peter's feeling good about it. He thinks he's talking about, you know, Peter and everything else. A few verses down, Jesus said, From that time, this is verse 21, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go on to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from me, From thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. This is what Peter said. This what came out of him. This is the thought that he had and he spoke. And Jesus turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. How was he calling Peter Satan? No. He recognized where that thought was coming from. And Satan was speaking through Peter. And he said, Satan, get behind me. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God. See, you're not, you're not thinking the things that are of God. You're thinking the things that are of the devil. And you're letting them go through you. But those that be of men. How about Judas? John 13, Judas. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. It said he put it into Judas's heart to betray Jesus. How do you think he did that? Okay, here's betrayal. Let me just insert it into Judas's heart. No. It's words. Judas had been stealing from him over and over and over again, helping himself from the basket, from the bag. Okay, he don't even know you're stealing from him. He says he's the son of God, but he, he ain't even picked you off yet. Judas, you know what a score you can make? Come on, you can help the elders, you know. You can uh, turn Jesus in. It's not a big deal. Jesus said he's going to die anyway. You can see what's going on. He put it into the heart of Judas to betray him. In Luke... 22 it talks about the same thing. It says, Now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover, and the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Satan entered him. How did he enter him? He had a doorway. Judas had been accepting his thoughts. Steal. Turn him in. You can be a hero. Judas had been betraying Jesus just about all the time by taking money out of the bag that belonged to Jesus and the disciples. He opened the door. I mean, the devil had free access. He entered into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being a number of the twelve, and he went his way. Now look what the devil did. He took Judas, went his way, and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. He's acting on the thoughts. He's acting on what the devil's telling him to do. And they were glad and covenanted to give him money. And He, Judas, promised and saw opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Now, what if Judas, for argument's sake, you know, he said, betray Jesus. Betray Jesus. No. No. Steal from this bag? No. Mm -mm. That ain't gonna happen. The devil had no place. He couldn't get in. How's he going to use Judas? See, you can regularly let him in, and he's got access anytime he wants to use it. Or you could just constantly cut him off. And then he's got no shot. You know, you're, you're brewing against Somebody. You know and I don't like that that guy said I don't like what that guy did you know every time he gets from me irks me you know you know it's just uh, and uh, you know the devil's telling you you know what he said that about you and this you know you know what one day Satan enters in and says you know what let's go take him out this is the day this is the opportunity let's get him and you either hurt him real bad and you go to jail You kill them or you kill yourself in the process. Or you make yourself a fool and slander the person and you ruin your reputation. And it's all because you allowed those thoughts without comparing it to the truth. I'm going to get to the truth and the antidote, what to do with it. But you get to the truth and the truth says love your enemies. Do good to those who hurt you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. How's the devil going to get in now? He can't get a thought in. That's his doorway. That's the Buddha doll you're taking home. You don't take the Buddha doll home. He can't do nothing in your house, can he? Ananias and Sapphira, Acts 5. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold the possession And kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, or she knew about it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now Peter said to Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? How did Satan fill his heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Now, let's see if this thing is real. Let's test this. Don't give them all the money. Let's give them half. See where it goes. I don't know about this thing yet. You think so, wife? Yeah, I think so. Where did he get those thoughts? It was Satan who was filling his heart to lie Verse 4 says, while it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own power? In other words, it was your money. You didn't have to come. You didn't have to give it. Why hast thou conceived this thing in your heart? Remember Jesus said, guard your heart? Because out of it, flow the issues of life. not what you take in on the outside food and all this other junk it's what comes out of your heart that defiles you what's inside what you're thinking what you're allowing (coughs) Sapphira comes in later on and Peter said unto her tell me whether you sold the land for so much and she said yeah for so much And Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? You guys agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord. Behold the feet of them which have buried your husband at the door and shall carry you out as well. And she fell down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. Now, who really took her life? Who really took Ananias' life? Satan did. Who took Judas's life? Satan did. I mean who who takes the life of this, this person who goes down into this trans who went in there and shot up all those Christian kids? You know, it's those Christians that are against you. It's those Christians that don't like you. It's their God that has against you and all this other stuff. She accepts the thoughts coming through the media, which is demonic. Is the devil in them speaking through the media, those people receiving those thoughts, going in, adopting them, opening up the door for themselves. That's why you got to watch Eye Gate, Ear Gate. I mean, you go to horror films, you're going to have the spirit of fear. It's just the way it is. (laughs) You watch paranormal stuff? That's it. You've opened up a door again. This person fills their heart, fills their head with this and says, you know what? Now I'm going to take some action. The devil probably says, you know what? Let's go take them out. Let's go buy a semi-automatic AK-47, whatever it is, and just let it rip. Who killed him? The devil killed him. Remember Simon the sorcerer in the book of Acts? Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. He basically a witch doctor. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip's preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Now watch this. Then Simon himself believed also. Here's a guy doing witchcraft, repented, believed also. And when he was baptized, he got baptized. He continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Uh, He's supposedly a Christian at this point, right? Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So Peter and John show up, start laying their hands on people, and the Holy Ghost, and they fill them with the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, he said this, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands on he may receive the Holy Ghost. Give me the money. Here's some cash. Just give me the same power. Peter said unto him, Your money perish with you but the one saved always saved. Because thou hast thought, thou hast thought, think of what he said, thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. The mere thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money that he acted on. Peter says, you ought to perish with it. Who put that thought in his head? You can make money, Simon, just like you used to. Remember the sorceries? Now you can get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You lay hands on people. They get filled. You can make a lot of cash like this. Go go to Peter. Offer him money. And Peter said, Your money and your thought perish with you. Now watch what Simon says. Peter finishes up. He goes, You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness. Now, what's his wickedness? And pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I perceive that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Now, I can go into this subject very deeply. I've been reading this book, book, Biblical Foundations of Freedom, by Art Matthias. And it talks about the principalities and the powers that we're fighting against and what backs up these main principalities. And one of the the main principalities is bitterness. And uh, Peter says, I perceive that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon, now Simon said this to Peter. Pray ye to the Lord for me that none of these things which you have spoken come upon me. And he's like, pray to God. <laughs> Please pray that these don't, things don't happen to me. Like I don't perish with my money and don't just let me go, you know, pray. Now it doesn't say whether Peter prayed or not, but the point is, is that him acting on that thought almost took him out. We need to start thinking about what we're thinking and what we're going to give place to. Are you going to give place to that thought or not? Because if you give place to certain thoughts, you're letting the devil in. That's what you got to know. 2 Corinthians 10 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are thoughts that have lodged in your head, and now they have become a stronghold you ever talked to a person who's very, very, well, you could have talked to me before I was saved as a Catholic. <laughs> what is different, what you guys are doing, than what I'm doing? I don't see any difference. So, you know, and I'd I'd go with Brenda to my sister's churches, and i go, watch, watch. Right at the end, they're going to come in, and they're going to start playing the guitar a little bit. And then they're going to say, come and receive Jesus. And he said, and then they're going to lay their hands on people, and they're going to fall down. Watch, Brenda, watch. And, uh, Sure enough, they do it. I go, see? See? Now, they always, they always started to come for me, too. And I was like, why don't they come for somebody else? They're always looking for me. I had a stronghold in my head. I had a thought process that was lodged in there. The devil was saying there ain't nothing different about what they're doing versus what you're doing. And you're okay just the way you are. And these people are nuts. That's a stronghold. but I didn't read the Bible. I didn't know what the Bible said really too much. I mean, I know a little bit of it, but. The next verse says, casting down imaginations, all right, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So the fight is, in your mind, and in the thoughts that come into your mind, you're to cast down every thought that doesn't line up with Jesus. And Jesus is the word of God. If it doesn't line up with the word, you've got to cast it down. Because if you don't, you're letting the Buddha doll in your house. This scripture defines the war we're actually in and gives you the antidote. Take that thought and compare it to the word of God and if it doesn't jive, you just don't let it in. Look what Jesus did. You know, Matthew 4, he's in the wilderness and he was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. He Fasted 40 days and 40 nights and afterwards he was hungry and Satan came to him. If you're the son of God... Command these stones to be made bread. Oh, the thought. He's accusing him to himself. You're not really the son of God. Somebody told you the son of God. This is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. But that's not really true. If that was true, turn these stones into bread. Now what if Jesus accepted it? Gone. Right? No, he took that thought from Satan and said to him, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Doesn't line up with the word of God. I don't accept it. I'm not acting on it. In fact, I'll tell you what the Bible says. So the devil comes up, takes him up to a holy city, takes him up to the pinnacle. And he says to them, hey, if you're the son of God, cast yourself down, for it is written. He shall give his angels charge concerning you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest any time you dash your foot against the stone. Here you are, above the temple. Prove it to the world. Come on. You, you Ryan, we want to quote the Bible? I'll quote the Bible. Jump off this temple. It's, it's written. The angels will make sure that you don't even hurt your toe. And Jesus said to him, it is written again. You shall not tempt the Lord thy God. That thought you're giving me, Satan, doesn't line up. You're giving me part scripture, not whole scripture. So I ain't accepting it. I'm not acting on it. And this is what I'm telling you what God said. All right. The devil says, okay, I'm going to have to give him another thought. Here we go. And again, the devil takes him up to an exceeding high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he says unto them, all these things will I give unto you if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord thy God and him only shall you serve. You can have it all, Jesus. Think about it. Easy. You don't have to die at the cross. I'll give it to you all. Just bow down and worship. Wait a second. That thought doesn't line up with the word of God. You're to worship the God, God only. So, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to act on it. And in fact, I'm going to tell you what God said about it. Now, what's the devil do? The devil leaveth him and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Remember, it says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. He'll keep coming and you keep quoting the word to him and said, I ain't acting on it. You know, you say, you know what? I'm going to go find somebody else. It's a lot easier to get into that guy down in the bar down the street if I'm going to get into somebody. You understand, demons are trying, they're all trying to get into somebody every day. We're not really fighting against each other. There are demonic spirits looking to get in and mess you up. Have you given in to any? Have you taken any Buddha dolls home? You got spirits of rejection. God doesn't. God doesn't like you anymore. It's it's over. You know, that's it. You've uh, you know, you you haven't passed the test. You're no good. You're not as good as that other person at school, you know, you're not as good an athlete as that person, or you're not as, you know, pretty as that person. You start accepting that, you're letting the devil in. I went to Brazil, and I'm, I'm telling you, there was a big woman. She was heavy. In Brazil, they were all hourglass kind of girls because of the weather and what they ate. And uh, this girl was heavy set and you didn't really see many heavy girls there. Anyway, this girl came up. She had to order her clothes. She wasn't really that big. She wasn't, I mean, she was heavy set, but uh, she had to order her clothes from the States to get them down in Brazil. They didn't even sell those sizes. And uh, as she was coming towards me, I mean, she literally took her hand and she was roundhousing right into her own face. Bam! 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 You know, at that time, the power was flowing and everything else, and I said, Leave her alone in Jesus' name. And uh, that spirit spoke right to him. He said, now, ugly, ugly, ugly. And I said, she's beautiful in the name of Jesus. He goes, now. I said, come out. And that gr- I mean, that girl just went flying up in the air and slammed onto the ground. I mean, we were in a circle, and people were backed off like this. They were like, holy. And uh, But how did that girl get that way? Started accepting those thoughts. You're ugly. You're you're no good. You're, you know, you, you know. You're never gonna amount to nothing. Here comes the devil. Destroy your life. Destroy your relationships. Destroy it from herself. I mean, how many how many people go commit suicide over the stupid stuff? All starts with a few thoughts. watched that one girl on the video I can't remember her name she said she had thoughts in her head and she just you know she just little things just let she just let little things get in and in and in she was journaling them and just just finally she said you know what I can just put an end to this because I it'd be better for me to just get rid of my life and she was about to shoot herself in her mouth and the spirit told her to shoot herself down below and shot herself in the heart instead. Bullet went through, she went in the shower, she was in the shower, sister was on CBN. And uh, she left her body, she found herself in hell, and the people were literally on fire, and she said the skin was melting like they're on hydrochloric acid. And she goes, I wasn't, I didn't have fear anymore, I became fear. I became the sin that I that I was, you know, accepting. Or you become one with it. She goes, I became fear. And um, anyway, Jesus came in. He uh, saw the light. His big hand came out and uh, and just pulled her up and uh, brought her back into her body and put her back in the shower. And uh, she had the bullet had just missed her heart went right through. And uh, she said she really didn't have too many problems. Uh, she actually lived. But she realized that I got to get the word in me and don't accept what other people say about me and what I'm saying about myself and what my parents say. I got to accept what this word says about me. I am what it says I am, right? And um, so that's how she lived. And... uh, There's spirits of violence. There's spirits of jealousy. There's spirits of envy. You know, you don't have what that person has. You know, you should have have this, and you should have that. So instead of putting their trust in God and say, you know, you're my everything, say, well, you know, I lack, and I'm going to get what he's got, and blah, 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 and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. Before you know it, you got the devil messing you all up. Condemnation, shame, pride, guilt, lying, lust, greed, covetousness, revenge, retaliation, slander, critical spirit, fear, terror, unforgiveness. The spirit of unforgiveness come in. Unmerciful, self-pity, gossip. Just got gossip about people open the door wide open self-centered and what do they bring in? broken relationships sickness they interfere with your peace they interfere with your prayers what does James say? confess your sins one to another that you may be healed (laughs) you're entertaining these sins against each other you got devils running around is God going to heal you while you got a Buddha doll home? i got a big Buddha statue right sitting in my kitchen. I walk in there. God, heal me. What would he say? How about get rid of the Buddha doll? How many people are healed just by getting rid of their negative thoughts, confessing their sins one to another, Going to God, ask forgiveness for their sins. He washes them clean and then don't accept the thoughts anymore to give place to the devil. Now you got your house cleaned of all Buddha dolls. Now you look up to God and say, God, now heal me. How can he heal you where you got a whole room full of Buddha dolls and witchcraft and all kinds of candles and so on and so forth? Just about done. Don't let him in. Isaiah 26.3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Think about that. If you only accept God's thoughts, all you got is God. You're acting God. You're thinking God. You're doing God. And guess what? You'll be in perfect peace. There's no demons to mess you up. It's almost like you're in heaven. And the demons are trying to get in; they can't get in. What if Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden said, "You know, nope. God didn't say. God said I can't do that." They still have the Garden of Eden. Give no place to the devil. It says, "You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free." That's right. So, if the enemy's like nailing you, and you say, "Well," God bless you. Then that's the truth, and you just nailed them. You cut it right off. You become a great person, actually, too, because now it's Jesus. And if someone goes off on you, you say, wait a second. Separate the person from, this, from, the, from the spirit behind the person. That person's going off, and there's a demon or a spirit Behind that, separate the person from the statements. I, I'm, I'm honestly watching it all day long now. I, I watch what people say, and I, I'm, I'm thinking, that's, that's demonic. That was demonic. I mean, some thoughts are yours. You know, I like a cream pie. You know, I like lemon rain. You know, I, I like to drink juice or whatever. These are not demonic and are not from God, it's just you. Well, you can see it. If you start thinking about what you're thinking about, you'll start to think about what other people are thinking about, and you see where it's coming from. And if they get to the anger stage, again, this is a whole deeper teaching. They've gone beyond unforgiveness. They've gone beyond resentment. They've gone beyond uh, anger uh, and hatred. Now they're going to, uh, well, if you get to anger and hatred, then you get into violence. Then you're actually acting out the anger and hatred. But it all started with unforgiveness. It's gone to bitterness. Um, But that's a whole other teaching. For he, look at 1 Peter 3.10 says, for he that will love life and see good days. You love your life and you want to see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil. Don't give those thoughts place. Don't give them life. Don't give it life. And his lips that speak no guile. Give no place to the devil. We thank you, Lord, for this teaching. We thank you that you've given us the choice to choose life and death every day. And you tell us, Lord, choose life. That's the choice. You said that life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you help us renew your mind with your word and enacting on your word and keeping our minds stayed on you, you give us perfect peace. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, Visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.